June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Mobbed outside the White House after the president's big speech. Senator Rand Paul and his wife, they say they feared for their lives. They were grabbing at us, and it got worse and worse and worse. Then, did the First Lady really give Ivanka an icy glare? What the shocking new book reveals about their relationship. You're either on Team Ivanka or you're on Team Melania, and Donald Trump is the referee. And the ex-Pool Boy's first TV interview about his affair with Jerry Falwell's wife. He was aware from day one of our relationship. And what he says happened at this hotel. Plus, the Kenosha shooting. Is the man paralyzed after being shot in the back? Shackled to his hospital bed. What his father says he saw. Then, the TikTok star whose fellow students want her expelled from campus for partying. No mask. No social distancing. Now the other students want her out of there. Please try to be forgiving. Plus, singing heroes of the pandemic. They're all up for VMA Awards. Somebody to lean on. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It is the chaotic scene you didn't see on television during the closing night of the Republican National Convention. Senator Rand Paul and his wife mobbed outside the White House as they tried to get to their car. Now the senator is talking about the moment, saying D.C. police saved him. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul is shaken today after being mobbed by protesters outside the White House. Paul and his wife Kelly were making their way back to the hotel after the president's speech when they found themselves surrounded. The crowd was getting bigger and bigger and pushing in. Uh, they were yelling threats. They were trying to push the police over to get to me. They were grabbing at us. And it got worse and worse and worse. At one point, a police officer is pushed into the senator and they almost go down. View, and I truly believe this with every fiber of my being. Had they gotten at us, they would have gotten us to the ground. We might not have been killed. We might just have been injured with, by being kicked in the head or kicked in the stomach until we were senseless. Brendan Gutenschwager shot the video. Quite frankly, he seemed terrified. The look in his eyes, he seemed like he had no idea what was going to happen with this crowd. Other dignitaries leaving the White House were also loudly heckled with profanity and lewd gestures. This man was pushed and punched in the head. The streets around the White House were packed with protesters. Blared music and air horns in an attempt to disrupt the president's re-nomination address. But he didn't seem bothered at all. 
Trump spoke for a whopping 70 minutes before an audience of 2,000 loyalists, all tightly packed together with very few wearing masks. There's one, there's another. It's like a potential super spreader event. 2,000 individuals with no mass testing, no social distancing. It's really alarming. The climax, a fireworks display that spelled out Trump 2020. The Trump family and their significant others lined up to take in the spectacle. First Lady Melania wore a striking lime green Valentino gown that retails for $3,000, but the color selection may have been a mistake. Pranksters on social media turned it into a green screen, like those used in TV and movie productions. Mischief makers projected images of COVID-19 infection rates and Joe Biden onto it. You can put anything in there. And I'm with stupid t-shirt, Joe Biden, Stormy Daniels, whatever. I really don't care. Do you? Inside Edition reporter Allison Hall tried on a green dress to similar effect. Now I'm a walking billboard for Inside Edition. Note to Melania, you looked amazing, but in the future, you might want to avoid wearing green. And some observers detected a bit of a power struggle between Melania Trump and Ivanka Trump based on their respective convention speeches. And a new book claims behind the scenes, things really are frosty. In fact, it says when President Trump was sworn in, Mrs. Trump took part in something called Operation Block Ivanka to keep her from being seen by TV cameras. It's a moment from last night's convention that's drawing a lot of attention today. There's Melania standing next to the president as Ivanka Trump passes by. The two women smile at each other, but as soon as Ivanka walks away, Melania's expression seems to turn frosty. That face, uh, it's hard to read, you know, anything other than what it was. Some commentators say the exchange is symbolic of the tense relationship between the first lady and the first daughter. And next week comes the release of the new tell-all book, Melania and Me, The Rise and Fall of My Friendship with the First Lady, written by Melania's former best friend, Stephanie Winston Walkoff. One explosive revelation is the claim that Melania tried to prevent Ivanka from getting too close to Trump when he was being sworn in at his inauguration in 2017. Melania and I launched Operation Block Ivanka to keep her face out of that iconic special moment, reads an excerpt from the book published in New York Magazine. If Ivanka was not on the aisle, her face would be hidden while she was seated. For the standing part, we put Barron between Donald and Melania and made sure that Don Jr. stood next to Melania, not Ivanka. Sure enough, photos from the inauguration that will go down in history appear to show Operation Block of Ivanka was a success. This just adds to the drama of the Trump family. We spoke with Washington Post reporter Mary Jordan, whose Melania biography, The Art of Her Deal, was released earlier this year. One of the most remarkable things about Melania is how few friends she has. Um, and, you know, Stephanie Winston Walkoff was a friend of hers. Uh, they had kids in common, they're the same age, they both are into fashion. And so it is significant, I think, when um, you have somebody who is in the inner circle talking about her. In private, Melania reportedly calls Ivanka the princess. Ivanka supposedly calls her stepmother the portrait because she doesn't speak much. Two former models, almost the same age, both close to Donald Trump. Uh, and they don't really like each other. 
The book, Melania and Me, will be released on Tuesday. The former pool attendant at the center of the sex scandal that led to the downfall of Jerry Falwell Jr. is breaking his silence. In his first television interview, he claims the former president of the conservative Christian Liberty University encouraged him to sleep with his wife, telling him to, quote, go for it. Stephen Fabian has more. The former pool boy who had an affair with Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife is giving his first TV interview today, and the story he tells is shocking. He says he met Jerry and Becky Falwell when he was working at the famous Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami. I noticed this woman behind me staring at me, and she was noticeably drunk, um, and she was just flirting with me. You know, and then we started flirting back and forth. Um, and then towards the end of my work shift, she's like, hey, would you want to go back to my hotel room? And as a single 20-year-old, I'm like, yeah, of course. And, and then she's like, but my husband wants to watch. John Carlo Granda tells George Stephanopoulos that when he entered the hotel room with Becky, Jerry Falwell was already there. He was laying on the bed, he was drunk, and he was giggling. And again, I'm kind of weirded out at this moment. And I said, hey, if at any point you get jealous or you want me to back off, just uh, let me know and I'll walk out of here. He's like, no, no, just, just go for it. He said Becky revealed that on the previous night, she and her husband had been to a well-known swingers club, Miami Velvet. And they said it was kind of gross because there's too many people and they wanted a more intimate um, session. The former pool boy says the affair continued for several years with get-togethers at a high-end golf resort in the Florida Keys and at this luxury hotel in New York City. They say that you had an affair with Mrs. Falwell, but, but that Jerry Falwell Jr. was not involved. Jerry's lying. Um, that was his game plan from the beginning, to just throw her under the bus. So thank you, Becky. I couldn't do it without you. Now the Falwells are dealing with yet another scandal. A former student at Liberty Liberty University is coming forward claiming he also had an affair with Becky Falwell. The young man who asked not to be named tells Politico that he and the Falwell's son Trey belong to the same rock band. In 2008, he says he was invited to spend the night at the Falwell home in Virginia. I'm laying in bed and I hear like giggling to the side of me on the floor and it's Becky in my room. She was the aggressor. The Falwells call the latest claims false in mean-spirited lies. By the way, Granda, the former pool attendant, denies having any political motivation for speaking out so close to the presidential election. Other news today, this teenager who police say shot and killed the two men during unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was that young man acting in self-defense. That's what his lawyer is claiming. But will that claim hold up in court? Was the alleged vigilante charged with shooting two men to death during a night of chaos and protests in Kenosha defending himself? This young man was attacked. He was attacked with what was clearly lethal force. He had the right to defend himself. The lawyer for 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse was quoted as saying, They're going to claim self-defense here, uh, and that Rittenhouse was just trying to defend himself. 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse faces extradition from Illinois, where he was arrested after the shootings that shocked the nation. Inside Edition has obtained video of one of the slain protesters, Joseph Rosenbaum, who can be seen screaming at the line of arms civilians who say they were protecting businesses. Later that night, Rosenbaum was shot, allegedly by Rittenhouse. Last night, the anguished girlfriend of Anthony Huber, the other protester allegedly killed by Rittenhouse, spoke in Kenosha. He had nothing but love in his heart for this city. 
Jacob Blake remains paralyzed after he was shot in the back by police. Now his father says his son is handcuffed to the hospital bed. Why did I have that cold steel on my my son's ankle? He 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 can't get up. He couldn't get up if he wanted to. And an uproar ensued after the son of NFL legend Herschel Walker, who spoke four nights ago at the Republican convention in support of President Trump's reelection, weighed in on the Jacob Blake shooting. Another incident of a crazy, violent criminal refusing to follow directions from police officers. Across America, the fallout to the Kenosha tragedy shows no signs of letting up. In Los Angeles, protesters plastered the police chief's home with anti-police posters. And a warning, this video out of Minneapolis is disturbing. A trash can lid was thrown at this police officer. In New York, players at the Mets-Marlins baseball game came on the field, but not to play ball. Instead, they stood in silence for 42 seconds in memory of Jackie Robinson, then walked off, leaving a Black Lives Matter t-shirt on the field. The Mets and Marlins will not be playing baseball tonight. And thousands of Americans gathered in Washington on the 57th anniversary of Martin Luther King's legendary I Have a Dream speech. Organizers of the MLK anniversary events say because of the pandemic, they've done their best to discourage people who live in high-risk states from attending. The MTV Video Music Awards will be handed out Sunday. Usually, it is the wildest awards show of the year. But given the way the world is right now, the ceremony is taking on a more serious tone. It will be honoring everyday heroes, along with all those glittery rock stars. They're unlikely nominees at the VMAs, the wildest awards show on television. Take it easy. Dr. Elvis Francois is the orthopedic surgery resident belting out Take inspiring performances at hospitals. Five, four, three, two, one. There's also the healthcare workers who call themselves the original Swab Squad. And the dancing TikTok doc. All of them are nominated in the new category, Everyday Heroes, Frontline Medical Workers. The first live award show since the pandemic swept across America will also have traditional headliners. Miley Cyrus, Ariana Grande, and Lady Gaga are all performing. Gaga posted this video wearing an ornate bird helmet, teasing, it's finally time to take off for the first live performance. Pulling off the show will be a major challenge in the age of COVID-19. There won't be a huge stage and a packed audience like last year's VMAs. Instead, artists will pop up at outdoor locations across New York's boroughs. What's unclear is how many stages are there, right? So how many people are performing on these stages throughout New York? Who's videoing in? Are people videoing in? What does that look like? Performers traveling to New York were declared exempt from the mandatory 14-day quarantine that other travelers face. The entire production staff must adhere to strict safety procedures, which include quarantining when not working, wearing masks, and appropriate social distancing and rigorous testing during their stay. Actress-singer Kiki Palmer will host the show. I've literally taken, I think, 10 COVID tests. <laughs> Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga have the most nominations. Each of them have nine apiece. We'll be back with more right after this. Next, the TikTok star whose fellow students want her expelled from campus for partying. No mask, no social distancing. Now the other students want her out of there. Please try to be forgiving. Plus, 
Wait till you see why this mom and dad are freaking out. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. She's a TikTok star over the moon about being accepted to prestigious Cornell University. So why are some of her fellow students petitioning to get her expelled? Stephen Fabian has details. This Cornell University freshman is coming under fire for this TikTok video. The video shows student Jessica Zhang at a party and she's not wearing a mask. Notice there's no social distancing. Now other students at the Ivy League school are so angry they've started a petition demanding her expulsion, calling her behavior selfish and reckless and saying she's putting other students in jeopardy. The petition already signed by 2,500 students declares Jessica Zhang has shown that she does not care to comply to public safety measures and wants to put other citizens at risk for the sake of her own entertainment. Jessica, who has 544,000 followers on TikTok, is now fighting back. I wouldn't even call it a party. She says everyone at the party tested negative before getting together. Nevertheless, she says she is remorseful. I realize I could have put the Cornell and Ithaca community in a lot of danger, and I regret my actions. These fellow students aren't buying it. It wasn't really owning up to her her wrongdoings. Jessica has one more point to make. I asked for the people that are calling for me to be expelled to um, to please try to be forgiving because I'm a Cornell student who has worked very hard to get here. Cornell sent us a statement saying while they can't comment on individual cases, they do say a number of students who violated COVID-19 guidelines have been held, quote, accountable. We'll be back with more Inside Edition after this. Still to come. Wait till you see why this mom and dad are freaking out. She started working before her first birthday. Now Drew Barrymore is taking on a new role talk show host, and she tells Jim Murray all about it. Drew Barrymore is tackling her toughest role yet, daytime talk show host. I am an imperfect person, and I want that imperfection everywhere. Drew's getting ready to launch the Drew Barrymore Show that she hopes will lighten the mood in these troubled times. I know that that it, your mission is optimism TV, and if you'd asked me that a year ago what I thought, I'd say, you know, that sounds like a good idea, but now in 2020, with the pandemic, with all of this anxiety, I'd say it's a great idea. There will be a lot of comedy and variety and playfulness in the news. There will be some good news. There will be stuff that I find really interesting. Drew has been famous since she was six years old, and she's getting praise for her clever use of her legendary 1982 Tonight Show appearance in a promo for the new show. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. I've been waiting all my life to meet you. We've all seen you grow up before our eyes, and you get to interview yourself as a young person. Talk about that promo. What was so enchanting for me was that my daughters actually stood in for the six, seven-year-old me. It was a real this is your life moment. And if that is my life, I, I, I just couldn't be more grateful. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. 
The Drew Barrymore Show premieres September 14th. By the way, it's produced by CBS Television Distribution, which also produces Inside Edition. And when we come back, why one mom and dad are literally screaming for joy. Finally today, brace yourself. This teen is really happy. She just got her braces off. Um, I've had my braces on for four years, and I just got them off. Now it's time to show her parents her beautiful smile. I'm going to wear a mask so that they can't see, and then I'm going to surprise them. Okay. First dad. They took him off! Now mom. Definitely something to smile about. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again next time. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Spoiler alert, it's neither. At Happy Egg, we believe happiness of the hens is what actually came first, because without happy hens, there would be no such thing as happy eggs. You know, eggs with delicious orange yolks. Those come from hens who are raised the happy way on eight-plus acres of family-owned farms. Choose happy at happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.